previously on Adventure They Wrote. The Countess is going to sort of usher Trieste over to her very comfortable chair, get some china teacups, and pour some of the alcohol that she had taken from Felix and offer it to her. The night that he was murdered, he came to the club to tell me that he was leaving and that we couldn't see each other anymore. Doesn't make a lick of sense. Gang leader doesn't just leave town on his own. You know, I've got a feeling that Trieste there is, uh, you know, hiding something from us. Oh, my dear, I... Perhaps you could share with us, a one of your fonder memories. They call it the City of Splendors, Jewel of the North. And that may be true, but for a lady like me, it's so much more. It's incredible the gritty little details you can get out of someone when you're singing to them from a stage. And when you hit the right notes, they'll tell you all their deepest, darkest secrets. So yes, to some, it's the City of Splendors. But to everyone else, it's just water deep. Okay, so uh, she tells you the story of the first time that she met Brucken, uh, where she it was her first night at the Jade Dancer, and she went to go play, and um, he was there with a large party of Luskins in that were in, a part of his crime family, and they were very raucous, and they were having a you know. A great time by Luskin standards, uh, and it was, you know, borderline carnage by anyone else's. And um, she was super worried about it, but the second that she started to play, Grucken's attention was just riveted uh, to her. And it was as if the rest of the club just kind of melted away, and, you know, despite the, the... um, frantic energy of the rest of his gang and, you know, the different, like, the carousing and, and drinking and fighting that they were doing, um, he was just sort of laser-focused on her. Uh, and uh, he had been like that every time that she played since. After she's done telling the story, the Countess is just going to, to wipe the corner of her eye, like, the dewy, dewiness around the corner of her eye, and she's going to come over, put a hand on her on Trieste's heart and say, my dear, you must cherish that memory as long as you can. Um, and that's how you shall remember him. Um, and she sits down and sort of coyly pulls out a list. Yeah, because you might want to write it down. You know, when you get older, you forget things. Gilly says when you pull out the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't mind him. He doesn't have a soft spot in his heart. I know you do. You have plenty of soft spots. <laughs> Perhaps you could you could aid us further in honoring your your dear dearly departed. And um, do you suppose one of these names rings a bell as a an associate of of Gruckens or a patron of the Jade Dancer? And she pulls the list of uh, the ten nobles that she figured could buy up the the lands. Uh, she looks at the list that you provide. And she does actually kind of recognize one of the names. Uh, She says uh, one of the names on the list is Frederick, and she believes that she may have heard that name before. You recognize this name, Kat, as 
probably like this was the this was the name on the list that you were like maybe I put this here maybe I don't like if he were you know he's like probably the tenth richest noble and most powerful so you you were really struggling with that one like whether or not he would actually go up there um, because while he does you know control a lot of wealth he's also not that smart. <laughs> that makes sense. The Countess marks a little asterisk next to uh, Frederick's name and folds up her, her sheet and just, again, sort of gently pats her hand and, and says, we shall do our very best to find the culprit behind Grucken's demise. She says, thank you, and, and she asks if it's okay if she leaves now. The Countess just sort of looks around the room. Her eyes are just sort of darting around like a chameleon. <laughs> Gilly looks looks at the Countess and says, I, I, I think she'll be safe. We should give the poor lady an escort. Get her out of town. Does anybody know anybody at the docks? Perhaps Gilly? Yeah, I, get, I, got, I got friends over there. Yeah, Gilly would know people at the docks. Trieste tells you that she, she actually has chartered uh, a, a ship uh, or a spot on a ship. Um, to take her south. Gilly turns to her and just says, if you want, you know, I can take you down there. I mean, anyone else is welcome to join too. And before she leaves, I just want to ask where she's going so that we can keep track in case we need to find her again. Oh yes, perhaps he he's left something for you. Um, we should like very much to, to give that to you. Should we find something in his estate or will or what have you? Gilly found uh, the flask of whatever alcohol it was that the Countess put in my tea earlier. <laughs> and he, he's kind of unscrewing the top and takes a swig and says, <laughs> he says, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll keep it just between us two. We won't tell anyone else. So, you know, so, you know, don't get worried too much. The Waterdeep dicks never stab anyone in the back. Waterdeep Detective Agency. <laughs> Unless they deserve it. <laughs> so is that what you guys want to do? You want to uh, take her down to the docks? Yes, but we wanted to ask her, and this is where we were going, where is she headed on the ship so that we know where she might be going? So we can send her a letter. Yeah, she says uh, I'd only gotten as far as um, south. Where's the port of call for the ship? Beautiful Port Nainzaru. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that. That's where it's heading. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, yeah, my the map that I have won't load, so yeah, that's where it's going. I, I detected a, a note of sarcasm when he said that. I'm assuming the port of Nozaru yep. isn't good. Port Nozaru is chult. <laughs> so, you know, at least you'll have some good choltish meat pies. <laughs> chult is south, at least. Very, very south. So, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Questionably less safe, possibly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nyan Saru is fine. I know but some people that came from Chult, they're fine. few dinosaurs. They make a heck of a pie. <laughs> so good, right? The seasoning. It's perfect. Ask for our friend Azaka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so uh, other, other than that, I think we're ready, you know, at least Gilly is, to escort her to the dock. 
so that she can board the ship. Yeah, Doran will be going as well in St. Bernard form. We call him Doggo Doran in that form. Uh, anyone else? I think the Countess is going to um, write some letters um, at her roll-top desk, um, basically looking to um, have a formal um, tea or visit with Frederick. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, uh, Max will go with Team Small. Are we really splitting up small and tall again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of thinking about it. I mean, the Countess doesn't have to, like, this This doesn't have to have happen right now, but I figure there's some formality uh, required to to meet with nobility, so she probably needs to have to sit down and spend some time writing a letter and having it sent off and that sort of thing. Absolutely. Uh, Talia, what is Celine going to do? I actually think I will go with them to the dock. Okay. When the Countess is left alone, she's going to pull from one of the drawers a, a hidden flask. The good stuff, right? <laughs> the good stuff. <laughs> the stuff that she doesn't break out when Gilly is around. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So you guys, you bring Trieste back uh, down to the docks, or over th- to the docks, rather. Um, and I would like you all to make perception checks. 19. As did Doran. Gilly got a 15. Max got a blah, 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 natural 20. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a 25 total for Max. Talia got a 19 too. Perfect. So in a, in a great combination of like you guys being natural born stealth detection machines and uh, this guy being totally incompetent. Uh, you realize in relatively short order that you have a tail on the way to the docks. Ruh-roh. Um Someone is following you. Fletch, is this someone that's following us? Is this like a... Can we get a, a decent enough look to tell? Is this a, is this a like a human? Is it like a, a halfling? Definitely human-sized. Yes, what does my 25 perception tell us? Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with the Inquisitive's maxed out roll and then just go down from there. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, so human size, wearing a cloak. Intentions seem nefarious. They are making moderate effort to conceal their um, their presence, but nothing to... They, they are not like an expert assassin. But they are they are trying to conceal their presence. And there is just one of them. Yes, there is just one. That we can see. Yes. Alright. Max would like to motion to Doran as he is in St. Bernard form to maybe do a loop around, like go and run off and do a dog thing. Uh, so that as we are walking with Trieste, uh, maybe he can get the jump or get behind the person that's trailing us. Doran will make a bit of a show being excited about some sort of smell and run off into an alley and wait for that guy to pass. Oh, I really like that. I was going to have you roll some kind of deception check, but I don't think you have to. I think that's just such a good dog thing for you to do that you just do that and the guy's like, stupid dog. Ruff, ruff, ruff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, you guys, you keep walking Trieste. She is completely unaware of what's happening around her. She has no idea. And Brad, as the as they pass the alleyway and then the guy passes the alleyway, he spares you kind of like a quick glance 
to be, you know, basically just to make sure that you're still doing dog things. I will be peeing on garbage. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> and he um, he keeps going after them. Uh, go ahead and make another perception check, Brad. Uh, dogs get advantage on perception checks if it has to do with smell or sound, just FYI. Then roll uh, a check with advantage. And I rolled two twos. So that's four. You smell garbage. Smells good. Yep. Well, after after he walks by, I was going to walk out and just kind of... Tail him. Basically tail, tail him now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, so the, the rest of you get to the docks... Um, and I'm imagining that Max and Gilly, you guys are both kind of keeping an eye on this guy as surreptitiously as possible. Absolutely. Sort of like out of the corner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like I said before, he's he's kind of a human, uh, human-sized guy. He's wearing a cloak uh, so that you can't see, you can't get a good look at his features. Um, but he does seem pretty intent on you and where you're going. Max is going to give a, a knowing glance to Gilly and then is going to whistle and do the whole like, hey, hey, buddy, buddy, come like, come on, come on, buddy, come on back, come on back, buddy, and uh, whistle for the quote unquote dog to come running past. All right, Doran will play along with that. And, and maybe maybe trip him or something. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I, if you don't mind, I'd use the Mastiff uh, stat block, so I'd have 13 strength. So I'd give him a, a good old hip check as I ran by. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll it. Roll, uh, roll your strength check. Nine. Um, he, he sort of, he seems like pissed off. He stumbles a bit, but he doesn't go flying or anything. Um, and he kind of uh, rebounds in relatively short order. Hands with shot. As he stumbles, Max, want, I want to, like, get all the way up on him if I can. How far away is he from us? Yeah, I guess that's a good question. Um, he's been keeping his distance. Uh, he's not... Basically, he wants to keep an eye on you, and, and but not get too close. So he's... I would say he's... Um, 20 or 25 feet away. Oh, yeah. That's still pretty fast. That's close. Also, how how crowded is this area in case we want to mix it up with them? Moderately crowded. Uh, this is the waterfront and uh, it's the middle of the afternoon so there are people kind of all over the place buying fish, selling fish. It's pretty fishy. Carrying fish around. Throwing fish through the air. We can't just go after this guy in public like that. Well, I, I would want to be as discreet as possible, but I would want to, with 30 feet of movement, I would want to get up to him and kind of press a dagger into, like, his the small of his belly and just say, what do you want? Can I add to that intimidation and wrap my tail around his leg? Yeah. Max, go ahead and roll an intimidation check. That's a uh, 10. Probably about as intimidating as goblins get. I'm actually going to roam around behind him and make sure none of his buddies are coming. Uh, yeah, Celine, go ahead and roll your intimidation, too. 
That's a six. <laughs> Not very intimidating. Not very intimidating. Gilly's just going to keep an eye on Trieste. Uh, I'm just going to, because everybody else is sort of focused on this guy, I want to make sure Trieste isn't, like this isn't a distraction or something, and there isn't somebody else. So I'm just going to stay stick real close to Trieste and just, just kind of keep her calm and say, ah, let's, you know, let's just, we'll wait here till our friends get done. Um, so Max, what was your question again? What, what were you asking this guy? What do you want? So as you kind of press your dagger into um, the small of his back, uh, you realize that he's also kind of got a dagger in his hand that's sort of pressed up against you. And he says, I want you to take that dagger out of my back. Oh, okay. Why are you following us, I guess, is the better question. You doofus. <laughs> um, for like for a second, the dagger almost pulls away, uh, but doesn't quite. And he says, "I'm not following you. I'm following the girl." For good or for ill? I just want to make sure she gets on that boat. Cool. Who are you working for? He says, "That's none of your business." I press my dagger a little bit more, a little bit more firmly. Who are you working for? He says, I'm working for the Luskin Crime Syndicate. I will disembowel you here with the fishes if you are lying to me. And I would like to make an insight check, please. Make your insight check, sir. Uh, 11 on the dice. That's uh, 14 total. As far as you know, he's telling the truth. Is he wearing a three-tusk necklace? Yeah. Is he wearing a necklace? Uh, you can't see under the cloak that he's wearing. He, he's not wearing a necklace on the outside of the cloak, but you, you wouldn't be able to see if he was wearing one on the inside. I will retrieve my dagger from his nether regions and say, it looks like our ideals are aligned in this moment, but you should really, really work on your stealth. <laughs> uh, he sheaths his dagger too, and he says... I'll keep that in mind. But he doesn't look like he's going to. That's fine. Selena let go of his leg, too. It'll be nice to see him coming the next time. I'm going to go back towards Gilly. Yeah, Dorn will make his way back there as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll make eyes at Gilly and give him the nod. And I'll just, I'll stay with our, our shadow here. Uh, Trieste, it looks like we can continue on if you'd like. I think we're done here. Um, Brad, will you make another uh, advantage perception check for me? I'm going to really try to roll this time. 15. 15. With a 15, you smell poison. Unfortunately, you're not able to really figure out where it's coming from, but you do smell poison in the general vicinity. Can I do the dog thing and look for it? Uh, yes. Uh, roll... Let's see. Investigation. Yeah, roll investigation. Alright, here we go. Yeah, roll the 14, but I tried to max my investigation out. 17. 17. It's hard, it's hard to max out a druid's investigation. You see, uh, there's a kind of uh, cadre of men emerging from the stalls, the fish stalls, and you believe that the smell of poison is coming from one of those men. Do they look suspicious in other ways? Um, they're, the hoods of their cloaks are up, 
uh, similar to the man that had been following you, but the cloaks are different. They're, it's not like they're all wearing the same cloaks. Uh, I'll mill around them without trying to be too obvious about it and see what direction they travel. Um, they are making a beeline for your group in Trieste. Oh, then I'm going to bark really loud at them. And Max is going to look at our shadow and say, if you really want to make sure that she gets on her, on this ship, then you need to help us take care of these goons. Without even hesitating, the guy throws open his cloak and reveals that he's got a um, kind of club underneath uh, that appears to be made out of um, some sort of white, like maybe bone uh, or something like that. And um, he stands right with you, ready to... Uh, meet these guys, so I want all of you to roll initiative. Alright, let's get in a fight. Yeah, let's mix it up. Max, what did you get? Ten for Max. Doran. Doran got fourteen. Gilbert. Gilly got a seventeen. Or, I'm sorry, a twenty. Didn't have my modifier. I'd like to think at, at this this point, the, there's like a cut scene to the Countess who's just like happily writing scripts on her de- at her desk, drinking little sips from from a very fancy little glass, uh, uh, some chartreuse or something, and just like <laughs> putting down a beautiful wax seal down uh, as they're about to head into this fight. <laughs> 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 Sun streaming through the window on an autumn day. A little bird perched uh, on the sill, tweeting at her. Yes. <laughs> day drunk. <laughs> she pauses to think. She's getting classy hammered. Yes. <laughs> she's drinking mimosas. Her, her butler oh, that only shows up when she's alone is there. Madam, there's a spot of trouble down by the docks, I believe. Um, okay, uh, so Gilly, you get to go first. All right, so I'm going to look over at Celine and say to her, you going to stay back with Trieste? Yes, I'll hang on to her. All right, then I'm going to get in here. Gilly moves up quickly, uh, his limp suddenly disappearing, uh, and he speedily uh, basically moves up to the group. You know, you don't look like you belong here too much, and I don't like the way you smell either. You smell a lot like fish. Eh, I think you, I think it's time for you to head tail and turn tail and, and head out. If they look like they're going to continue to do violence to us, then Gilly will attack them. Oh uh, yeah, they 100% look like they're going to do violence. He just shrugs his shoulders and says, all right, you asked for it. All right, first guy, uh, Gilly's going to go ahead and uh, he flicks his cane and his thin sword pops out and he just gets in the mix with that guy. So he stabs at him with his sword cane. Uh, He's going to miss on that attack, but then he's going to spend a key point. After all, he is a bare-knuckle boxer, a.k.a. a monk. And he's going to go ahead and use a bonus action to do flurry of blows and attack twice with his hands. So he's going to go ahead and hit him with like a sliding forearm strike. 
It's just gonna wham. Hit him across. Um, this one's gonna hit uh, AC 16. Yeah. You're attacking the guy in the front, right? I'm attacking the lead guy, right? Whoever the lead guy is in that group that's menacing us. Yeah, a 16 will hit him. Great. Okay. He's going to take six points of bludgeoning damage from that attack. And then Gilly follows it up with with uh, basically just like a, a hammer fist, right? Bow. Uh, and brings uh, it down on his shoulder. He can't quite reach his head. And uh, he's going to hit AC 14. That is a miss. Okay. So he manages to roll out of the way of that one. Uh so, yes. And Gilly has taken his three attacks, and he's moved up, so his turn's done. Great. Um, the man that had been tailing you, uh, he moves up to attack with his club, uh, and he's going to attack the man, or the, the, the cloaked figure to the right of the one that Gilly hit. And he hits, he does three-hole damage with his strange bone club, um, but he yells something in Luskin uh, as he swings um, that sounds loud and angry. All right. Doran, your turn. So Doran, I'm, is Doran behind them because he was barking at him and drawing attention? Yes. He's going to go up behind the dude that ripped off his cloak, the leader guy. So he's going to viciously bite at the back of his legs and bark and make a ton of noise to distract him and cause him to have problems in battle. Um, 20 to hit. Yeah, that'll do it. Four damage. And he has to succeed on a DC 11 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Uh, he succeeds. He, he manages to keep his feet. Um, now it's one of these guys in their cloak. Uh, this is the guy actually off to the right of the lead guy. So he saw... Um, Gilly come in and land a series of blows, and then real randomly, this giant dog ran in and bit his leader buddy guy. So he's actually going to make an attack against Gilly. Gilly, he swings a uh, a mean-looking curved sword down on you, um, but you manage to get out of the way of most of the blow. Uh, he only deals three damage to you. Ah! Ooh, that stinks. That'll be all right, though. And now it is Celine's turn. Do I have a direct line to any of them? Uh, like a line of sight? Yeah, like, is there anybody in the way if I were to do a ray, fr- ray of frost? Oh, no, you could do a ray of frost, definitely. 13? Yeah, that would hit him. Six. Six points of damage. Maximilian. Time to do a million damage. <laughs> Max is going to uh, reach into his coat and pull out his hand crossbow and is going to take aim at the thug who is currently engaged with Gilly. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be a 16 to hit. That hits. And I get sneak attack damage. So that's going to be uh, a six and a four plus three. So uh, 13 points of piercing damage. Uh, you're, like the, the shot is so good. The crossbow bolt hits him in the throat and passes entirely through and then ricochets off the wall behind him and back into the back of his head. (laughs) 
and he's he's dead now. That it's a dead guy. That's what you get for swinging a sword at my. He's no puddle, though, <laughs> my friend. Yeah, yeah, he's not quite a puddle, but it like as close to a puddle as you can make someone with a crossbow. You've done that. I want to move, uh, but I want to position myself between the group and uh, Trieste. Oh, great! Awesome. Thanks for getting my back, Max. Now one of the bad guys goes, he actually attacks the guy that was following you um, that had whacked him with a club. And if you remember, the guy that was following you did like three damage to this guy. So basically just like bonked him on the nose. So no real damage, but the guy is crying a little bit, not because he's hurt so bad, but because he got hit on the nose. And now he's embarrassed too, because he's crying in front of his buddies. Oh, God, critical hit. Hey, at least it's not us. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah the dude takes... He he swings with a sword, and the guy that was following you takes a nasty cut to his leg. Oh, no. Um, and there's there's blood all over the place. Whoa. It doesn't Ooh. look good. And then... Max, a crossbow bolt flies out uh, from a window in a neighboring building and misses you so completely under other circumstances would be pretty funny. Mm, From a window, you say? Uh, You're able to ascertain which window it is. It's just a second story window in um, kind of like a... uh, uh, it's, It's like a warehouse, but it's made up of kind of smaller rooms and and some of the rooms on the second floor have windows and you can see another guy up there with a crossbow kind of like cursing himself and his terrible aim does gilly see that as well like the guy um no but uh you can go again because it's your turn can i ask a question really quick yes you can that's the top of the round. What is, what's the crowd doing around us? Uh, now they're freaking out. Uh, they There was like kind of a, a moment where they the dog was barking and everyone was sort of trying to figure out what it was. Uh, some people were throwing fish and like the people that were going to catch them didn't because they were looking around to figure out what was happening. Um, but then they saw a man skewered with a crossbow and another guy took a really nasty cut to the leg, and everyone is kind of running around in different directions, trying to find safety. Gilly turns to Celine and says, We should get Trieste out of here as quickly as possible. Don't worry, I got it. I'll bring her over. All right, uh, I nod back at uh, Celine, and then I dive back into the fight. Uh, there's one more combatant on the ground, right? Two more combatants on the ground. Okay. And then uh, the combatant in the uh, warehouse window. Okay. So are the two other guys with the hoods that smell like fish and poison, are they right next to each other? Uh, they're very near each other. They're within They're within 10 feet. All right. Well, I'm going to you know position myself so I can basically be engaged by both of them. Okay. And uh, then I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring my sword cane to bear and stab at one of the guys. I'm going to hit AC 15. That'll hit. Sweet. He's going to take five points of piercing damage. And then I'm going to spend a key point And I'm going to do another flurry of blows. So first off, I'm going to just hit him with the heel of my hand, like trying to aim for the nose. AC 14. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. He's going to take six points of bludgeoning damage from that that strike. 
Uh, he's going to go down, and you can uh, decide whether or not you want to try to keep him alive. So, actually, that's a really good point. Uh, Gilly never attacks for lethal damage on humanoids. Okay. He will always, whenever whenever he drops a, a humanoid target to zero, he will always knock him out. Great. And then, uh, I'll, and then I'll turn and look at the other guy, smile a bit, kind of crack a knuckle, and then uh, I'm just going to bring a hook punch down on him. At the last moment, I kind of turn it into a hammer fist and just kind of bring my fist down. Again, I can't really hit him in the, in the head real easy so because I can't bring my fist around like that. I can kind of punch up to the face, but not like in a hook formation. So I kind of try to go for his shoulder, his weapon shoulder. Okay. Uh, ooh, that's a good hit. Uh, that's going to be AC 23. Definitely hits. And he's going to take... Uh, Five points of damage from that attack. Bludgeoning damage. Perfect. He looks, uh, he's not happy. Now it is the, the guy that followed you, his turn. You doing all right there, buddy? You going to be okay? He sort of just lets out like this bellow and um, brings his uh, bone club down on the remaining, the guy that's uh, on the ground with you, uh, just smashes his club down on his head. Uh, and uh, lays him out. Looks like he ain't getting up from that one. And that guy is now dead. Right, when, I would just think a little Mac when he's doing those punches up at these guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good visual. Uh, Doran, <laughs> it is your turn. You know, I can cast jump. I can switch out and cast jump on you if you want to go after those guys up in the windows. <laughs> They'll let you just jump right up to those windows and beat the crap out of those dudes. Max is the only one right now that's aware of the guy in the window. Oh, we didn't see the the crossbow bolts? Right. Oh, okay. I don't know about them then. Yeah, as far as you're concerned, the fight is over. I guess I'll just uh, trot back over to uh, Tree Triest. Uh, Celine, your turn. You were trying to rush Triest to the boat. Mm-hmm. We should try to get her out of here as soon as possible, just in case there's more. How close are we? You're moderately close. You're able to, with your full distance, you're able to get like basically to the dock that the boat is docked on. And it looks like the captain is aware of what's going on, the, the commotion on the docks. Um, and he's trying to basically get the boat underway. Um, so he, you know, when he finds out that Trieste has... a a charter on the boat. Uh, he he basically rushes her on board um, and starts getting the boat ready to go. Okay, so I'll make sure she gets in with him and then actually get off the boat so that we can kind of watch the area to make sure that they take off. Perfect. Uh, Max, your turn. So both of the combatants that were in melee with Gilly and our Luskin friend are down. Uh, yeah, all three of the enemies that started on the ground are uh, either dead or unconscious. Um, the one up in the window is not looking super confident at the prospects before him. Right. So I'm going to yell at our Luskin friend. I'm going to point at the one that's unconscious and I'm going to say, Keep him alive. We need to ask them questions. And then I think I want to take a shot with my hand crossbow at the guy in the window before trying to get up to the window. Great. Uh, Go ahead and make your attack roll. All right. Uh, That's a 12. A 12 hits. 
12 hits. Awesome. Uh, that's a six damage, six total damage. Um, so it's the guy in the window's turn. Uh, he now has a crossbow bolt kind of sticking out of his shoulder, uh, and he just turns around and hightails it. He books it back into the, the building and takes off. Uh, is it apparent from our street level where he might exit that building? Uh, no, you only have visibility on one face of the building. Uh, it's entirely possible and, in fact, likely that there are multiple entrances and exits uh, on all the sides of the building. In that case, I would like to... If he's going to bolt, I want to make my movement over toward our unconscious adversary. Um, so as you kind of near him, the guy who is following you, who now has like this terrible gash in his leg, sort of looks at you and he says, you have to get me out of here right now. Are we out of combat? Yes. Hey, let me heal him. That sounds like a plan. Okay. All right. I'm going to cast Healing Word. In which case it is a first level spell, and I will have to sing. Okay. I put a spell on you. Nice. Seven. Perfect. He's back up to mostly full health. Excellent. So he seems better now, uh, but he still seems really eager to get out of there. Uh, He says, uh, come on, we need to go before the guards get here. Uh, do you want to get out of the city or get out of the docks? He says, I need to get out of this area. I We have to get to the North Ward. To the North Ward. All right. Um, so you don't want to get on the ship with Trieste. <laughs> he says, no, I just needed to make sure that she got on the ship. Got it. Why, why don't we, why don't you and Doran take him to the North Ward and, and Celine and I will make sure that Trieste gets on the ship okay. Uh, Celine already did that. Oh, she already... Oh, she's completely on the ship? Okay, great. Yep, she's on the ship, and the ship is actually uh, taking off from the dock right now. Oh, perfect. Well, then we can all escort him to the North Ward. Let's get out of here. Uh, What do we want to... We have an unconscious adversary uh, that I would love to ask some questions of. Bring him along. Anybody got a sack? We can't just drag him through the streets. <laughs> three, three littles and a tiefling. Well, I was going to drag him an unconscious sack body spirit. through the streets of Waterdeep. You see a goblin dragging a guy through <laughs> no, the street? No, I ain't gonna, that, that ain't that ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> what we, here's here's the deal. So, uh, we're going to quickly rifle through his clothes and stuff. See if there's anything identifiers, anything like that, uh, anything of interest or note, anything valuable to. Um, on any of them, really, um, and then we need to book it. We we can't we can't be spending time interrogating him right now because the, he's right. The guards will be on us pretty quick. I can dig it. Um, so everyone, go ahead and roll investigation checks. Nineteen, <laughs> twenty-three. <laughs> no, <laughs> seventeen on the dice plus six. Ah, ridiculous. I got a six. Yeah. Uh, Gilly got a 17. Um, so you don't, you actually don't find um, much as in the way of identifiers. You do find that all three uh, of these men have the necklaces, the three tusk necklaces. Max, you're able to find the, the one that had been in the lead. His necklace actually has six tusks on it. 
Um, and he has a very unique scar that starts kind of behind one ear and travels all the way down to his shoulder. I'm just writing this down. So it's not it's not identifying, but it definitely is memorable. I like to imagine that the Countess is now, like, taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> just a quick snooze, quick little afternoon snooze. I like to imagine that the combat... Just kept cutting back to her doing her thing. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah right. And she's she's sort of like just dozing off at, yeah. at the desk and uh. just like just waking yeah. herself up. Like she finds she finds a pair of Gilly's old socks and throws them away. I don't think she would touch them. <laughs> She'd have her her uh, servant come yeah, with them. Yeah, unseen she, servant. She, she picks them up with like tongs. Yeah. <laughs> The the six the six 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 tusk guy. Uh, by the way, the tusk word is really hard to say. With all this <laughs> I know, I, I'm really regretting I'm naming saying, that organization. Tusk that is not an easy word to say when you add any other words with it. Christ tusk. What was um, I thinking? That guy Thrice. was sex tusk, actually. I, yeah, right. He's yeah, yes, exactly. So hep tusk hep tusked. Um, so uh, does his scar? Is it on the left or right side of his face? Left left side of his face. Great. Okay. All right. We know all that stuff. Let's get the hell out of here. Um, yeah. So you're, you can hear as you're sort of exiting the dock area, you can hear the guards kind of um, coming in en masse and uh, trying to help restore calm and figure out what happened and what's going on. Uh and you're able uh, with the man to get him out of the, the dock ward and to the gate of the north ward uh, where it doesn't appear that word of the, the difficulty on the, bo- the, the docks has reached um, because the guards there are, are both pretty quiet and relaxed. We would have, we would have uh, uh, patched up his leg in such a way and maybe you know either gotten him some new pants along the way or something to make sure that, like, you know, it wasn't obvious that he had yeah. taken that big... You know, I got I got nicked, so I'm probably fine. But, you know, I mean, obviously, Celine healed him, but there's, his pants are probably tore up or something where he got where he got cut. So we would we would want to go ahead and take care of that. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, when we get to that gate, um, yep. Gilly's just going to kind of turn to him and say, you know, we never did get your name. He turns around and he uh, drops the hood and he says, my name is Mons Gruckenson. Uh, I owe you a great debt. Well, Mons Gruckenson, nice to meet you. I'm Gilly Goodnight. These are my friends. This is Max, Celine, Doran. We're part of the Waterdeep Detective Agency. Max hands him a business card. <laughs> We're gonna have to make business cards. Oh, they're already in progress. Yeah. <laughs> he seems to uh, uh, cock his head a little bit uh, when you say the Waterdeep Detective Agency, as if he uh, recognizes it. But he he sort of nods. He says, "I'll be in touch." Uh, like I said, I owe you guys one. You really helped me out today, so. Um, it'll be my pleasure to, you know, repay you uh, as soon as I can. We look forward to that day. 
and Max wants to right before he leaves he wants to ask he wants to do like the the turn to walk away but then turn back and be like Gruckenson as in Gruckens son uh, he nods yeah we should we should definitely talk later has Trieste made good her escape is this really Gruckin Axe Haft's son and what will the city watch think about a battle in the dock ward in broad daylight to find out you'll have to tune in next time to deep trouble as always, we'd like to thank Tabletop Audio for the great ambient sounds. You can find them at tabletopaudio.com. And if you're interested in helping us help some kids, then we'll be playing Dungeons & Dragons for Extra Life November 5th between 2 and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Dungeons & Dragons Twitch channel. All proceeds will be going to benefit the Seattle Children's Hospital. Once again, thanks for listening, and tune in next time for more mystery. The Adventure They Wrote podcast is copyright 2018 AdventureTheyWrote.com and is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 4.0 International License. That means that you can share it and we really encourage that but you can't make any changes to it and you're not allowed to charge for it. If you have any questions visit creativecommons.org